0: No purchase necessary. we were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hey, uh, Welcome to the Mama Dada. Your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology Hour On the My Astrology Coach Radio Network We got a lot to cover today So I'm going to jump in I want to definitely shout out Our divine ancestors And Brother Ampu uh, Without which I would not be uh, In a position to do this show So give thanks and praise That astrology found me And I'm here to Bless y'all with some divine wisdom in this day and time that that can be utilized today. So let's let's jump in. Uh definitely if you're on the line, if you're on listening online and would like to call in, the telephone number is 818-369-0368. Uh, I see a few callers already in the queue. If you're on the line and would like to uh comment, have a question or concern don't hesitate to press 1 on the keypad and you'll be able to raise your hand and I'll be able to see that and acknowledge you and we can chat about it. So I'm doing I'm definitely hooking you guys up today with um some horoscopes for one of the topics in the show today which is um Saturn regressing back into the sign of Scorpio. On yesterday, the fourteenth. So, if you're curious about what that means for you, at least by way of your sun sign, or if you're listening to me go through the zodiac signs, if you're um, listening out for your ascendant or rising sign when you listen, that'll also be significant. Um, With your sun sign, what you'll hear me describe mostly is probably going to affect your personality. With your rising or ascendance time, what I read off is going to um, more affect what you see in your physical world that, that is manifest in your immediate surroundings. So um, that that's just a heads up for when you, if you do follow a particular um, person's horoscope that you can appreciate for the spiritual content and value that it provides uh you can not only just listen to your sun sign uh, interpretation but your rising or ascendant sign interpreta- interpretation as well and that will uh give you some deeper insights into how to interpret the going on around so uh, I'm not gonna do that first, but I just wanted to mention that if you're on the line and want to hang around for that, it'll be well worth the wait. To Scorpio is so deep and it's so intense and it's so transformative and it's it's death and rebirth. So <laughs> it's no light thing. And to know, have a a general idea of where this is uh, being affected in your natal chart, it'll definitely make a difference. Uh, one thing that I will start off with that I w- would like to start doing every week is um, telling you about where Venus is and what's going on with that. Um, it's real short, simple, sweet to the point, uh, but it's significant. I mean, when you talk about Venus, you're talking about love, you're talking about money, you're talking about values and what is valuable. So you would think that's pretty significant, and it is. Um we're also going to uh, touch a bit on Mercury going direct. It, it was only retrograde less than a week ago, so um, or about a week ago now. So the effects are still being felt. I mean, for some people, yeah, maybe a few days, some people a few weeks after Mercury turns direct. Um, the energy will still be a little stagnant and stuck and slow. So I, I'm going to speak on that just briefly as well. Uh, we're going to get into the Sun-Mars conjunction, not so much because I really want to give way to the um, horoscopes. I know y'all are mostly interested in that, I would be, and um, so that's going to probably take up the majority of our time today, and it'll probably answer a lot of your questions for any of you who um, I would uh, shout out to. Mel and Pam, our first couple of on-air callers here at the um, Mama Daughter Astrology Your Week Ahead Hour. So um, I, I know that things are going blissfully well with y'all. That is my hope and prayer, in definitely in the areas that we we were able to discuss and consult about on air and off off air on, on, in private. So. Uh, I just wanted to mention that, um, but I probably I made I don't even know if I'll have an opportunity to take college today. We're already six minutes in, and I really want to get through everything. And so, um, make sure to take note of the contact information for me via my astrology coach, which is. Adrian A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E at myastrologycoach.com for any general questions about astrology or if you want to give some astrological context to some spiritual questions you may have, don't hesitate to send an email. I get them, I respond ASAP and it's very, it's just cool to interact with people who are as curious <laughs> and interested, and and some, you know, just on point uh, that I, I interact with, and a lot of us are already on point spiritually, and that's the key. This is a spiritual science. This isn't. It's it's mathematical and, and precise, and you can calculate things um, down to the to the minute if you choose to. Um, but it, it definitely it can't be separated from its. Spiritual significance so With that being said uh, let me Just also mention that we're going to Discuss the new moon In Gemini We won't go through horoscopes and the Signs or the houses on that one But I'll give you some really good information About it the mercury retrograde Or mercury stationing directs On the exact same day As the um, uh, as the, not, it, it didn't station direct on the same day. The new it's, it's, but with this being this is the thing with Mercury stationing direct right now, with it still being in the shadow phase or the zone, it's covering degrees that it's already passed through. This is not new territory yet, it's direct, but it's not quote unquote out of the woods yet and so um i'll i'll be mentioning that and how it that relates to yet wanting to take off on new ventures and new initiatives and have new intentions for the new moon which is tomorrow morning um how how that's going to kind of play out and what you can expect with that the last thing i'm going to touch on I'm gonna I hope to get there so <laughs> get through everything. It's uh gonna be uh, just a, a mild uh interaction between Saturn and Pluto, Saturn Saturn semi squaring Pluto on this Saturday, the twentieth morning. So that won't take but a second. All right, here we go. With Venus. Oh, let me also mention this. I have I I have to streamline this thing because the astrology is so it's a lot. It never ends. It doesn't end. It has no end to it. So in order to streamline what I'm doing for clients and reports, transit reports, birth chart reports, um, uh, compatibility reports for couples, be it composite or synastry reports, it. it I got a lot of writing and typing that I already do. So when it comes to notes for the show and things of that nature, I'm going to borrow from some people who've already done the work. I'm just going to make sure that I cite them and give them credit. Um, most, including this about Venus that you're going to hear me talk about today and probably going forward, it, most information is going to be coming from or quoted from the CafeAstrology.com website. Um you know, it's just a pretty comprehensive website, has everything you can pretty much think of uh, if you're studying astrology, even if it's just your own chart. Um, I did this show when I came back from the NORWAC conference, um, the Northwest Northwest Astrological Conference, um, just a couple of few weeks ago, and I just, um, uh, shoot. Sorry about that. I'm I'm reading notes and talking at the same time, but um I'll just say that uh I'm definitely citing my sources. Cafe Astrology is just probably just the mo generally the best one to go to. So uh it reads oh, I mentioned last show that uh Venus is in Leo since June the fifth. July the 18th It's in Leo right now And it's so juicy And romantic And creative And (laughs) blissful So I mean you definitely want To take advantage of this week's Venus portion Of the show um, Because it's the first of its kind And you will will see As you project out in the weeks ahead the The weeks to come how you're able to, uh, your love and your money and what you value, how it's going to start lining up and becoming more effortless. So Venus and Leo from June 5th, today's the 15th. It's been in Leo for 10 days already. It'll be in Leo until July the 18th. Romance becomes an end in itself as a new cycle begins. Okay, it marks a time when love, creativity, and self-expression—let me try that one more time—self-expression <laughs> satisfy a deep yearning to be appreciated and in, and admired, needed even. One more time, it marks a time when love, creativity, and self-expression. Satisfy a deep yearning to be appreciated and admired, needed even. A flashy, flirty, stylish splash of color and warmth, okay? These are descriptions of what this energy is feeling like, so you can identify it, okay? Um, Here today on the 15th and tomorrow, Venus is... Semi-squaring the sun, okay? That means the irritations that seem to stem others could be the reflection of our own inner uneasiness, okay? Let that sit in your soul for a second. This is happening right now. Identify what you'll see as you begin, especially to study your own chart and how the transits of the planets every each and every day are, are relating to or aspecting the planets in the positions where they were when you were born, what you'll begin to see is more personally and more specifically, uniquely to you how these transits, such as the one I'm reading off now, Venus semi-squaring the sun today and tomorrow, How it affects your personal chart What I'm reading to you Is a general interpretation For everyone How it affects you personally Is good information to have So you can personalize The general interpretation That I'm reading to you now Okay That's what Mama Dada Astrology Is here for We we can through it If you would like to Be walked through it Or we can get your obtain your personal birth information and give you a report um that will spell it all out for you if you're not interested in walking through it yourself. I would admonish you and encourage you to walk through it yourself and know thyself astrologically, but if that's just not your interest or you just simply don't have time that that's that's why we're here that's why we exist because we can we can do that part for you and all you'll need is the time that it takes to read your report so um during this time of venus semi squaring the sun do your best to control yearnings for more and search for a creative solution for your inner dissatisfaction okay don't don't take it out on others your own inner uneasiness and dissatisfaction Control those yearnings and search for a creative solution yourself, okay? Um, Also, uh, today and tomorrow, Venus is quincunxing, a very difficult aspect. uh, Neptune. It's quincunxing Neptune today and tomorrow. And it reads that idealism and disappointments in love are possible. Avoid becoming blinded by what you want to see, rather than what really is. It uh, denotes doubts about love as well. And then um, I'm just going through the week that we're going through now with Venus, uh, which is the 14th. Yesterday, Sunday. Our weeks cover our weeks ahead cover Sunday um, through Saturday. So that's the 14th through the 20th that we're covering this week. And Venus, within that time frame, Venus is going to make one more aspect that I'll mention, and then we'll move on into um, Mercury going direct. Uh, I went through, I gave y'all a treat last week and did Mercury direct through the houses. If you missed it, go back and check it out. Um, That was my special treat last week was Mercury going direct through the houses. You may have you know, discovered um, meanings to Mercury going retrograde in the particular houses that it did if it changed houses or if it um, went retrograde through the same house. Uh, But last week I hooked y'all up with Mercury going direct in each of the houses. If you know your birth chart and uh, you can look at that information, you'll know where that was transiting in your chart, what house. If not, Contact me at MyAstrologyCoach.com, Adrian at MyAstrologyCoach.com, or you can hit up Mama Dada Astrology on any of the major social networking sites, Facebook, um, Twitter, and Instagram, and we will hook you up, okay? Last one is Venus Paralleling Mercury, June the 20th through the 21st. So our weekend's on the 20th. That's why I'm mentioning it. But it bleeds over into the 21st. It just says that a congenial. This is going to be a congenial time here this weekend coming up Saturday and Sunday. Congenial time when we appreciate diplomacy and socialize more readily. Okay, so be on the lookout for that, guys. We're going to move into um, Mercury going direct. I, I'm. Uh, this first portion is coming from chronogram. dot com, and I'll mention when I get into the second portion, which is coming from planetary Ap- apothecary, planetary apothecary, and um, just a little something at the end. It says channie nicholas. dot com. So if you have any questions about anything that I cite, um, I am going to mention on the show where I cite it from, but if you want something spelled out or anything like that, I really don't want to take a precious on-air time for that. Don't hesitate to contact me um, so we can work that out. I am happy to answer your questions. All right, Mercury going direct. As I mentioned last week, okay, don't let the June 11th date fool you. Yes, Mercury went direct on June the 11th, no, you will not be out of the woods just yet until June twenty seventh. June twenty seventh, Mercury starts covering the new degrees. Where it would where it stopped at and started retrograding, it didn't stop. <laughs> but where it where it stopped moving forward in degrees, it did do that. Um that's where it'll be passing through after June the 27th and so the kind of relief you've been maybe feeling since um uh the 11th about the last 4 days it's going to get even more relieving it's going to the pressure is going to be released and relieved even more so take you know heed to that and don't lose heart if you if you were ever going to throw in the towel this ain't the time because it's getting even better and easier, okay, at least as far as Mercury is concerned, your communications, your travel, your, you know, immediate surroundings, and all things um, that are Mercury-ruled, okay? So um, the first portion, it just uh, reads that while this signals, that that's my take on it, and so I'm about to read you just a few other people's take, okay? It'll help kind of put some things into perspective for you. This reads that while this signals smoother flying is ahead, it could take a few days, even a couple of weeks, for you to get past the turbulence. As Mercury, I love that because Mercury is traveling that rules airplane. So creative writing, and I'm I'm having fun doing a bit myself, and y'all will be able to. I I think I should mention this this now that um, I am. Going to be starting to blog for my astrology coach website. And so, in between uh, the powerfully amazing <laughs> Tanika's uh, full moon and new moon insights on the blog, keep those. Don't miss those. If you don't miss anything on that blog, don't miss the new moon and the full moon post because they will revolutionize your thinking and cause a paradigm shift to occur that will enable you and empower you to utilize these cycles of new and full moons to your highest potential and benefit and for the highest potential and benefit of those around you that you love and care for and cherish okay um Re uh, Getting back to what I was reading was that as Mercury clears the degrees where it has been retrograde you it, it could take a few days for you to get past the turbulence as Mercury is doing this clearing, okay? That's because Mercury stationing direct often comes with some kind of aha moment for people an insight or piece of information that complete part of the puzzle. That's what this whole thing was about. That's why you needed to go back. Mercury retrograde represents the going back and the rethinking, and that's why the X's come back. And you remember, you remember why they're an X, and you and you get to reevaluate and all these rewords that uh, end up, Leading to especially after Mercury stations direct you Really get the the Picture starting to clear up For you or you have This what they're referring to as An aha moment um, By way of What I'm going to continue to read her saying Here by way I'm saying by way of But she says an insight or Piece of information that completes Part of the puzzle part of the Puzzle it completes part of the puzzle It's Easy not to notice if you haven't consciously decided to notice, though. And that can be tough to do amidst the confusion and frustration of a Mercury retrograde. You're forging a new tool with this Mercury station, a tool of intellectual understanding made especially for you. It will be up to you to see it for what it is and to choose how to use it for your healing or as a weapon that could perpetrate perpetuate an unwanted cycle that was the one from com. uh this next one just mentions that uh as mercury stationing direct today ending its current retrograde cycle with neptune stationing as well we may find ourselves that hap- That's what happened on the same day That I, I misspoke earlier and said But it was Mercury stationing direct Happening on the same day As Neptune stationing retrograde And they say that we may Because of that we may find ourselves Exposed to a rash of messages And information Yet not readily able to discern their meaning Perhaps for now the path to clarity This is what I love so much about this quote That's why I had to use it The path to clarity Resides in being In the unclarity Now That threw you off I know Because we just got out of Mercury retrograde And the messages were already kind of Slowed down and unclear Then we just soon as we get out of Mercury retrograde Bam Neptune stations Retrograde, which is, it doesn't necessarily Neptune retrograding doesn't necessarily denote things being unclear. If anything, what I mentioned to you last week is is very very true. Neptune retrograding, especially for people who are already into you know highly intuitive and highly sensitive, highly spiritual people, even more so. Um, I'll mention it later when I get into just a snippet about, uh, I I mentioned um, if you uh, saw the ad for the show, that we would just talk about some observations of Neptune retrograde, and I guess I can kind of throw it in now, but Neptune retrograde, you know, even more so. How many of you in the past, what was that, on the 11th also, okay, past four or five days could say that, you picked maybe picked up on a few more things if you normally do pick up on things even more so have you maybe found yourself more a little a bit more sensitive but even if if not normally you know just seeing through the veil a bit more so to speak maybe dreaming more maybe remembering your dreams um, there's so many manifestations of it. Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. Neptune represents unconditional love. Maybe you've had a, an encounter with that, <laughs> you know, a closer encounter in the past. This is going to Neptune's going to uh, be retrograde for for quite a few months, so um, like you have a while to to observe, make your observations on on what what it means to you personally, but. Uh, Some things out there since this uh, Blogger apparently did Um, But they go on to say That um, With Mercury and Gemini Don't overlook the value Of polarity Of making room for Synthesis rather than Splitting off (laughs) That was good Insight in the subtle Emerging from our dreams And streaming forth From empathic May infuse the day May infuse the day, okay And that was from planetaryapothecary.com See, I'm telling y'all Mercury is direct But I ain't out of the woods yet I've had so many verbal blubbers On this show already today But hey, it's all good We're getting through it And I'm about to hook y'all up with these horoscopes Here in just a second All right, just in case you're online and would like to call in for any particular reason, uh, if we happen to go over on time, uh, if you're on the phone, you'll still be be able to listen. If you're online, it will cut off. So just in case, the call-in number is 818-369-0368. If you're on the line already, I do see y'all there. Peace. <laughs> um, and you want to jump in um with a, a question, a comment, or a concern, uh, you know, I, I I may not have time to get to to you today, but definitely uh listen to the show again. I'll just mention it real quick, Adrian at my dot com and Mama Data Astrology on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, okay? Uh, let's see. Yeah. I'll just mention this The ChanningNicholas.com quote Was just mentioning that Mercury changing directions Will often release A vital piece of information Reveal a part of the puzzle Or bring an Oprah style Aha moment Okay Now the moment you have Been patiently waiting for I'm going to get into these Horoscopes But before I do Let me For those of y'all that, I'm sitting here, skipping the Sun-Mars conjunction. Let me go back because it's really, really short. And I know once I get into these horoscopes, I'm probably not going to want to go back, but later in the week. Okay, let me go in chronological order. Which our week that we're discussing on the show today started yesterday. I'm just now being able to do a show. So Sunday, late morning. The sun and Mars uh, joined in the sign of Gemini, okay? And what that means is that passions can run high. But remember that sudden urges and desires may be more about inner unrest. That same inner unrest I was talking about earlier regarding... Venus semi square in the sun. So you got Venus semi the square semi square in the sun causing inner unrest. And then you got the Sun Mars conjunction that we just had doing the exact same thing. So I'll finish reading what I I pulled off of, that, say astrology dot com, which I mentioned earlier, and I'll just see what see what they have to say, okay? Uh, let's see. Otherwise, going on to say this combination of sun and mars conjunct that happened late yesterday morning the i'm reading it off to you because especially because the effects could still be felt it's definitely a separating effect now but that energy is there nonetheless just like with mercury stationing direct yes it's going in a forward motion but since it's covering degrees that it covered in the retrograde Then the effects can still be felt Same goes with this transit It just happened yesterday morning But probably, you know, up until around uh, now Or later this evening The effects could still be felt Uh, It says that the passions can run high With sun and Mars conjunct in Gemini But remember that sudden urges and desires May be more about inner unrest than inner truth Otherwise, this combination can give us A nice shot of energy and courage Um, Also with Sun Conjunct Mars This is a vital Dynamic time When we thrive on progress And activity Our more passionate Aggressive and courageous Natures Come to the fore We are able to creatively Solve problems And to instinctively take action When necessary Under this influence Self-assertion Is what this transit is about We are direct And frank and perhaps Short tempered and impulsive Okay watch out For that if you happen to know where this Sun um, Mars conjunction Happened in your particular Natal chart we can help with that If you don't Then uh, you know You already know how to best Utilize this energy, Just like Um just like it said on the website, the Cafe Astrology website, you know, this same energy that can cause passions, you know, to run high. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Sudden urgent, sudden urges and desires don't have to be about inner unrest. Sudden urges and desires can be about inner truth. That this Sun Mars conjunction. Activated The sudden urge And the desire But depending on Where you're coming from Personally It's either going to be About the inner unrest Or the inner, or the inner truth Okay um, That's all I'm really going to say about that And then we go on to Saturn Regressing back into the sign Of Scorpio Saturn's been transiting Sagittarius since around December of last year It's uh, 2014 And it was moving forward To use that terminology because then people Get all specific and like Is it really going backwards No it's not really going backwards Well then was it really moving forward The way that it orbits um, On an elliptical The illusion that it's going backwards um, Is what the retrograde Is referring to okay and this comes from the Astrology Cafe's website as well. Retrograde Saturn has just stepped back into Scorpio, so don't be surprised if some intense heavy energy comes up, perhaps relating to events you thought were well and truly over. Long-held resentments may bubble to the surface, Dangerous secrets might be revealed Power struggle could emerge In one of your most intimate relationships I mean Anything, whenever I hear Scorpio Like I said at the beginning of the show I'm thinking of the key words The astrological keywords To this energy Which is nothing light and airy It's very deep <laughs> And um so this this is impactful for us all, Saturn being in Scorpio, where specifically in your chart, you should definitely take a look into that. It's going from the earliest degree retrograding back from the the earliest degrees of Sagittarius, which it'll be re entering into after it goes direct again. Um I believe that's in September through September the 17th and then it stations direct again back through these later degrees of Scorpio. I believe it's going to go back all the way. Okay, so it's it's coming back through the, the, the early zero degrees of Sagittarius into the late 29 and 28 and 27 degrees. Every sign has 30 degrees. Um, and so uh, going back Through these late degrees of Scorpio If you recognize in your birth chart That you have any planets Or points When I say planets Primarily I'm talking about the main seven The main seven planetary bodies Sun, Moon, Mercury Mars, Venus Jupiter, Saturn Okay If any of your personal planets Are in 27, 28, 29 degrees Of uh, Scorpio yet yeah. just no <laughs> you you know, I don't even have to tell you. you 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 just like many other people I consult with would be the ones to tell me exactly how this is playing out for you but it's 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 intense and it's significant and you can't ignore it and so uh it's cool to kind of know what is happening astrologically and how to best maneuver through it and best utilize the energy for the highest, um, you know, uh, end result for everybody involved, okay? Um, Saturn transits and cycles can be considered cycles of achievement and maturity. When Saturn forms a hard aspect to a personal point or planet in our chart, We might feel that everything is slowed down. We encounter delays, frustrations, and pressures. But these times also challenge us to face reality, thereby opening ourselves up to increased wisdom and the freedom that comes with living in truth. Significant decisions are often made during Saturn's hard transits to our personal planet. These transits slow life down. Or at least that is how we perceive it, and force us to live our lives. Although Saturn transits can make life feel like a drudgery, these are often times when our lives seem to move at a snail's pace, and advancements are hard to see. They also give us the opportunity to gain inner strength, to become more responsible for what we do and say, and to cut out waste or excesses in our lives. Basically, what happens is a form of paring or slimming down in the area of life affected by Saturn. We are getting rid of things in our lives that are not working for us in the real world and focusing on improving and strengthening the things that do serve a useful purpose. Saturn transits can also be considered times of conservation in whatever area of life that Saturn is affecting We generally build up our reserves and conserve our energy during these periods. Delays and little but irksome problems might be experienced. Things break down. Our needs often go unmet by others. We often feel misunderstood and even left out. We tend to find others harsh and unsympathetic. Although this is often a perception thing, we, in fact, may be lacking a sense of humor. Saturn will do that to you, too. And we often feel burdened or put upon. Saturn transits teach us to take responsibility for ourselves. At the outset of a Saturn transit, we might feel like the world is a cold place. If we are mature, we will at some point come to the realization that we cannot always pass blame for the problems in our lives. We need to reach within and pull out our own inner strength to rely on ourselves. Depression can be a byproduct of a, of a heavy Saturn transit. However, if we focus our energies into meaningful endeavors without pushing too hard for recognition or support from others, we can fight the inclination towards the gloom and doom attitude. Saturn reminds us of reality and the need for greater self-discipline reorganizing the area of life represented by the house or personal point that Saturn is hitting can lead to great rewards. Remember that Saturn transits do not completely flatten us by all means. Instead, they slow us down, force us to live in the here and now, keep us from taking unnecessary risks, and help us to build and structure our lives in ways that will benefit us later. We should also look to the position of transiting Saturn by house. I mentioned that earlier. That's what Mama Dada Astrology does. That's the key, some of the key info that will help y'all master your destiny. But this says that the zodiac signs, the house, the zodiac signs involved, and the condition of the personal planet point itself, meaning that, well, that's that's pretty deep. I want I won't try to teach all that right now, but that that was, this um, author just said it was significant. The condition of the personal planet or point itself that's being impacted by the Saturn transit, okay? If the personal planet or point happens to be our chart ruler, it's so much, y'all, it just never ends, I'm telling you. If the personal or planet planet or point happens to be our chart ruler, that is, it rules our ascendant we may experience particularly powerful events and circumstances, for example. If our natal sun and moon are in hard aspect to each other, then Saturn transits will be impacting both personal points at the same time. Transiting Saturn is making a hard aspect with a stellium of planets. If you got a whole bunch of planets, three, four, or more, in one area of your chart, that's called a stellium. Uh, and if transiting Saturn is making a hard aspect with that stellium, then it says we will be experiencing a more a more complex set of circumstances and attitudes that might have a greater impact than if the personal point alone was affected, okay? I'm giving y'all just some a, a, some brief info about Saturn because I don't want to throw y'all off with these words because they don't mean anything if you don't have any uh, context to put. Saturn is about... Working hard, it's about lessons, it's about constriction or restriction or paring down Saturn is about being serious and responsible and self-disciplined So I'm hooking y'all up on that right now So when I get to the horoscopes, y'all already know Oh, it's in this area of my life and I need to be more I need to self-discipline, discipline myself more in this particular area of life And that will be of great value And benefit and blessing to me Because I am moving in concert With these planets I'm moving in concert with Mother Nature I'm moving in concert With spirit And so you you, you Think if you move in concert With Mother Nature, spirit God, the creator That it won't bless your life you, you won't, you won't, Y'all walking Hand in hand your higher self Okay you li- you listening <laughs> Let me finish up with Saturn I'm going to briefly talk about Saturn and Scorpio and um, What that means um, I'm talking to you about Saturn now I'm going to talk to you about what Saturn and Scorpio means Then I'm going to talk to you about what Saturn and Scorpio in the particular areas of the chart Is moving in for Aries For Taurus For Gemini For Cancer What that means for you specifically If that is your sun sign or if that is your rising sign or ascendant Okay Bear with me We we don't have that much longer left in the show I'm telling y'all i got to start setting it for 90 minutes instead of 60 Because it's it's starting to just really not be enough time And I haven't checked in the in the queue yet Yeah, okay Nobody has any questions I guess that means y'all are attentively listening Because we've had a hand up every, every show so far So I'll keep going I guess y'all are really into it Me too This was So much fun to prepare for y'all It's just so Beautiful just to have this information On on deck A week ahead of time A week ahead, not only are you ahead of the game Because you even know this stuff By either listening to it here Researching it on your own Which I'm always the advocate of um, You're already a step ahead of the game Just being knowledgeable about it But then to be knowledgeable about it Ahead of time It's just like going to take over the world then do you think <laughs> so uh continuing it says saturn teaches us about the value of moderation and caution perhaps the best way to handle hard saturn transits to personal planets and points is to avoid fighting these lessons hard lessons accept that at this time in your life things may move, may move at a slower speed that's the effect Saturn may be having on your planet or point, even at a snail's pace. Saturn wants us to work hard, put our energies into practical, useful, and meaningful projects, okay? Not just anything, not just, which is a trip because um, with the new moon and Gemini I'm going to talk about it here, it is kind of a smorgasbord energy and you can kind of pick how you want it, uh, but just keep, this in mind when you listen out for your horoscope regarding the Saturn thing because it is wanting you to find meaning in, in your projects. And so once you see specifically where you need to be finding meaning at, when I talk to you about the new moon in Gemini, you don't have to be all freaked out. Well, how do I, you know, uh, find meaning in Houston in in a particular thing? i got this Gemini energy going on where I can kind of do whatever I want. So hopefully that will be more clear. If it's not, talk to me. We can work it out. I'll help you understand. Um, And it says to live in the here and the now. This period in your life is a time for building a solid foundation. Understand that moderation at this point in your life is necessary for your spiritual growth and your physical body as well. Avoid blaming others for where you are at now. Doing this will only lead to feelings of melancholy or sadness and anger. Know that this period in your life, while temporary, is a time for learning about your personal limits as well as your inner strength. Carry these lessons as you move beyond this phase because how you handle your life now will make all the difference the next time, seven years later, the next time Saturn makes a hard aspect to the same planet or point in your chart, okay? Take Saturn seven years. The Saturn cycle is seven years long. It takes it seven years to transit all the way through the sign. Now for Saturn and Scorpio, which is where it just regressed back into. This is key. This is significant. If you don't listen to anything else, listen to this before you listen to your horse, Okay. With Saturn and Scorpio, we dig more deeply into the dynamics of our relationships. Saturn demands simplicity, definition, realism, and truth wherever it touches our chart. When it comes to our closest relationships, we are likely to question their power dynamics and the level of intimacy we have attained. These are Scorpio keywords here, blending in with what I just um, told you about Saturn. Okay, Saturn is in Scorpio right now. We may be more difficult to please in our close relationships. But the assessments we make now are in reality important ones. Partnerships require work, as we learned while Saturn transited Libra. But now the work goes deeper. Are we trying to control our partner instead of putting faith in the relationship? We might aim to control our behavior and moods, preferring to give off an image of calm, cool, And collected We can struggle with revealing our dependencies And vulnerabilities with this position of Saturn And Scorpio. The challenge will be releasing our fears And anxieties And expressing them without fear That we may be giving up our power in doing so In so doing By denying our dependencies, we restrict ourselves. Saturn might require us to let go of one or more dependencies on others.
0: Mm.
1: Topped up that one, y'all. A source of financial support for an addiction. Let me do that sentence again. That was key. Saturn might require us to let go of one or more dependencies on others. A source of financial support or an addiction. We're gonna hit it this last time because Saturn was in Scorpio well before now. Um, it came, it, like I told y'all, it went into Sag in December. So before that was it, it was in Scorpio for about two, two and a half years. It moved into Sagittarius since December. It's been in there. What is it? June now, so it's been in there the last six, seven months. But now it's retrograde. It's it retrograded back into Scorpio just for a few months, just pretty much the summer. So then after the summer, it'll be go be headed back towards Sagittarius, on into Capricorn, and so on. It'll it'll retrograde again ever so often. I'm mentioning that. Um, just to say that you, what you may be experiencing here this summer, it may really resonate and feel familiar as something that you have lived through within the last about three years, okay, uh, more so toward the beginning of the last three years, because here in the last six, seven months, it's been in fact, or that, the, that portion, the greater portion of the past three years, it was in Scorpio, so a lot of this, since it's not gonna be in Scorpio again, literally for um, uh, 29 and a half years, uh, then you know what I'm reading to you now holds significance because it ain't gonna you ain't gonna see it again for about 30 years. Okay, so just I'm throwing that in there for for you to know the significance of what I'm talking about right now. Um, I'll go on to finish reading that uh the challenge the challenge will be, yeah, I read that already uh, yes, yeah, that Saturn might require us to let go of one or more dependencies on others, a source of financial support or an addiction, while this may initially feel extremely uncomfortable, ultimately, we in fact gain a sense personal empowerment, woohoo. The kind of love we may have thought while Saturn was in Libra may now feel too mechanical and personal and detached. And I know that's going back really far because this is what, what I grabbed from, was talking more about when Saturn first got into Scorpio like three years ago. But uh, the the some of the sentiments still hold true. It says whether or not true intimacy, which is a Scorpio thing, exists between two partners, will be called up. For inspection during this cycle Yeah, that's deep I got to read it again Whether or not true intimacy exists Between partners Will be called up for inspection During this cycle Simply being close Spending time with one another And sharing activities side by side May have previously given us An illusion of intimacy Saturn and Scorpio will expose these illusions and perhaps leave us wanting for a more penetrating closeness with a partner. Y'all ready to go deep again? <laughs> I know we've gone deep in the past three years, but it, it, we touching on it for these um, few months of the summer. So it's going to be a deep summer. Enjoy. <laughs> what area of your life remains to be seen? I'm about to dig into those horoscopes here in just a moment. Got about seven minutes left in the show. If you're online, it will cut off in about seven minutes. Go ahead and feel free to call in to eight one eight three six nine zero three six eight. You got about six minutes to do it too, and then you'll be able to still remain on the line and listen to the show. But um, while it, I, I won't be too much um, more time over our time, but I know y'all want these horses. So I'm definitely not gonna leave that out. Um, A little bit more about Saturn and Scorpio Fears of rejection, of giving up control And of sharing ourselves Fears of these things Are things we are likely to explore or face now Fears of rejection, giving up control And sharing ourselves On a personal level, circumstances are such, such That how we deal with crisis Intense moments And feeling powerless or helpless Comes up for inspection Facing feelings of hurt Loss, rejection, and grief. Instead of glossing over these things, can help us to better manage anger, which is a frequently, which is frequently a defense mechanism designed to take us away from feeling these things at a deep level. So yeah, Scorpio is deep. It's intense. It's transformative. It's you know, death and rebirth. It, it's transmutative. <laughs> you know, it can take something and totally redo it, death and rebirth, you know, uh the, the caterpillar and the butterfly and the 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 phoenix rising from the ashes. So it's not a light thing. Hurt, loss, rejection, grief. Yeah, you can gloss over those for so long, but then here comes the Saturn and Scorpio transit in whatever house of your chart is going through. Good luck with that. Good luck with glossing over these feelings, okay It's time to Saturn makes us pay you gonna, you gonna, you going to learn today Fooling with Saturn, okay um, It says Saturn's transit through Scorpio Presents a very strong period For dissecting and studying The unconscious subconscious And for seeing how deep-rooted fears And patterns control our lives It's also a strong period for dealing with and eventually mastering our addiction. Restrictions we experience through our debts to others can be magnified during this time, and these can be material, moral, or emotional debts. Saturn's presence in Scorpio can help us to structure, organize, and make sense out of these debts. Liberation only comes when we learn to overcome our fears of dependency and helplessness, but first, we must feel them at a raw level. The process is unlikely to be straightforward, quick, or easy. Initially, we can experience reluctance to give up our power, with Saturn, a desire to gain control is present, and some of us might attempt to to control another. But it's a tendency we should try to avoid. We don't consciously attempt to avoid this kind of behavior. Circumstances will be such that these behaviors are punished in some way, or at the very least, we will soon realize that there is no reward for them. Saturn is about hard work and rewards. You gonna get what's coming to you. You gonna learn today. And with it being in Scorpio, it's just that much more deeper and intense. So let me finish reading. Um, eventually and ideally, we understand that it is only ourselves who we can control. The more negative expressions of the sign of Scorpio, such as manipulative and jealous or controlling behavior, are the things that won't work for us now. These become glaring under Saturn's stern I in some matter in some manner we are bound to see that there is a big price to pay for these behaviors. For example, if jealousy or fear of loss or betrayal has brought us to a point where we are spending a lot of time obsessing, stalking, or even or devising schemes in our relationships, we may lose our relationship. Or it will become extremely clear that we have lost time Energy and happiness in the process. We're likely to deal with issues of blame in our relationships during this time. If we're blaming an existing partner for our own unhappiness in the relationship, we're going to learn that we have to take back or re own responsibility for our own happiness. Saturn demands definitions, structures, and commitments. But for many of us, as soon as something is defined, structured, or committed, we might feel caged, trapped, or limited. Saturn and Scorpio, with some help from Pluto and Capricorn, can teach us that there is freedom and liberation in abiding by certain rules and in some level of self-denial. This is a time for making clear choices and decisions, for weeding out what isn't working for us, and for letting go of lost things our lost causes. Horoscope's coming up in less than 20 seconds, uh, about 30 seconds, y'all, okay? Saturn's transit of Scorpio can help us to take steps towards self-mastery and self-empowerment by tackling and mastering things that undermine us and that take away our power, such as compulsive behaviors, addictions, and large debts. We can learn that changes and endings are necessary for growth and for a better future. We can work on developing our depth of character and our sense of purpose. Saturn and Scorpio can help us to see that experiencing intense feelings can actually lead us toward healing and eventual empowerment. We can learn to manage our shared resources with the partner in a healthier manner. We can let go of unhealthy dependencies. And also recognize those dependencies that are natural and necessary. We can more easily pinpoint the things in our lives that make us feel out of control, such as addictions and debts, and working on freeing ourselves of these emotional burdens. We might see more clearly what we are truly lacking that leads us to behave compulsively or to become addicted to subs. One of Scorpio's lessons involves learning to dig deeper into the mysteries around us instead of always being content with status quo. Taking the time to understand others' motives can enrich our feelings of intimacy, forgiveness, and sense of meaning. Scorpio also teaches us that dedication to one meaningful relationship or undertaking can be significantly more satisfying than spreading ourselves around. Here, quality over quantity applies. We might want to use this cycle to work on focusing on and developing one special project or relationship in order to help add purposefulness and depth to our lives. All right, drum roll the moment. Y'all have been waiting for Aries. You're up first. We're going to go. Uh, in order, okay. Aries, Aries sun sign, Aries rising or ascendant. Saturn that we've been talking about this for a while. Dylan, yep, yep. I see y'all called in. Y'all <laughs> wanted to get these horoscopes. Aries, Saturn rules your professional and public image or reputation sector in your solar chart, and its presence in your solar eighth. House, eighth house for you, Aries, can indicate that Aries rising, um, can indicate that professional success right now is dependent on how well you can affect change and transformation. Eighth house is Scorpio rules. So you're gonna hear these keywords come back up again, Aries. Um Perfect, so perfect for you because the the energy is already there. Saturn's in Scorpio and it's affecting your Scorpio house. Get it, Aries? Okay. <laughs> uh, let me go back because I want to, I want, I want y'all to catch it. Saturn rules your professional and public image or reputation sector in your solar chart, and its presence in your solar eighth house can indicate that professional success right now is dependent on how well you can affect. Change And transformation in yourself and in others As well as how well you manage others' resources, okay Sometimes Saturn transiting the eighth house, Aries, highlights sexual dysfunctions Whether we encounter these in ourselves or in our partners we may face difficulties satisfying our libido and/or encounter problems with intimacy. That's also Scorpio eighth house um, stuff that it's talking about. Okay, any eighth house keywords you can find, Aries, get on it, be it. What is this transformation in yourself and others? And it's getting into now sexuality, intimacy, uh, sexuality by way of intimacy. These pressures, we may face difficulties, Aries, satisfying our libido and or encounter problems with intimacy. These pressures are designed to make us more aware of our desire nature and what exactly it is we want. Dissatisfaction and frustration, getting what you want, especially with reference to relationships with others and with your financial resources over the summer. While Saturn's in Scorpio. Support from others may be lacking in some manner, and this can be felt on intimate and or financial levels. Dealing with deep-seated fears, anger, resentment, and grief may be necessary during this cycle. By attempting to control others, we give away our power. Towards the end of the transit, you may have eliminated some deep-seated habits and attachments that have been preventing you from feeling emotionally free. You emerge healthier and stronger by the end of the summer, dear Aries. You may have nixed some of your addictions and superstitions. You might feel more powerful because you have given up attempting to control things you cannot or should not control and you will have gained a healthy feeling of self mastery. Go ahead Aries, Taurus. For Taurus, Saturn will is now now that Saturn's back in Scorpio transiting your solar 11th house. Significant relationships with others are the focus as well as the mirror relationships with others provides into your own personality. Again, relationships with others are the focus, as well as the mirror relationships with others provides into your own personality. Saturn motivates us to do spring cleaning in the areas of life he touches, and one-to-one relationships will need to be Considered and understood during this transit Relationship tests are likely Taurus Saturn looks for any weak links And exposes them Either you have to let go of relationships Built on weak foundations Or work on strengthening them For those of you who are single The initial pressures of Saturn's Transiting the seventh house um, Of partnership, business partnerships relationships Can create a feeling of loneliness You might feel a void in your life right now And ache for a true equal in a partner Although this is possible in either situation Whether you have a significant partnership or not Instead of an issue of recommitting You will be examining your need for partnership If involved in a casual love relationship when Saturn transits the 7th, you might feel an urge or pressure to make a commitment or a redefinition of your bond. Healthy partnerships can be the outcome of this transit over the summer. By the time summer wraps up Taurus, single Tauruses, or even the ones who are in relationships, healthy partnerships can be the outcome, it reads, whether they are new ones or strengthened existing partnerships. Saturn always brings with him a fair measure of reality and objectivity so that whatever relationships you have will be defined and redefined. Relationships are seen now as serious things. Partners are no longer fun and games or simply mirrors of your ego. Responsibilities to partners, the need to compromise, and the realities of the needs of others become clear. You are forced to begin seeing others as individuals and to improve the manner in which you relate to and with others. Some of you will be leaving partnerships behind and others will be making a commitment. Depending on your age and life circumstances, significant partnerships can mean partnerships with loved ones, business partnerships, and even deep friendships you might begin to view casual friendships as superficial and unsatisfying and want more. Essentially, quantity in the relationship department is replaced with quality, and this process involves time, soul searching, frustration, and ideally, eventual fulfillment. As this transit progresses, you are likely to discover your true needs from partnerships as well as what you can realistically give to a partner. During this cycle, dear Taurus, be sure to identify and own the role that you play in your relationships. Face complex emotions in your relationships without glossing over them or dismissing them as not your problem. Be fearless when facing the roots of any problems that emerge now. All right, Taurus? Gemini. Y'all's is short and sweet, just like how y'all like it, okay? Saturn turning his critical eye on matters of the sixth house, you are likely, going through your sixth house, Gemini, you are likely to feel a certain level of pressure in the areas of work, daily functions, habits, and health. At the beginning of the transit, you might find yourself more accountable than ever when it comes to your work. You may initially feel bogged down by what seems like undue pressure in your routine. The key word here is seen, simply because the nature of Saturn is such that the pressure it brings is never truly undue. In fact, Saturn knows better than us, and it is in reality very much do. Why? Because things we may have previously neglected or disregarded now need to be faced, managed, and handled responsibly. This is an excellent time for starting new regimens to better your health and well-being, such as regular exercise, more structured and productive use of your time, and so forth. Organizing your workspace is appropriate, And so is reorganizing your daily schedule. In fact, you might be faced with life events that force you to restructure these things or at least provide you with the motivation to get your act together. Traditionally, this transit was associated with health problems. Generally, though, if health problems, if health concerns manifest, they are ones that are manageable. They signal the need for change in diet, routine, and habits. By the end of this transit, you will likely have learned to be more productive and efficient, to live in a healthier manner, and to be considerably more focused. Right, Gemini? Cancer. With Saturn, the realist, moving through your house of creative power in your chart. That's fifth house. You might initially feel limited by a seeming lack of internal spark. As the transit progresses, you will gain a stronger sense of what motivates you and how to best express yourself creatively. How you entertain yourself, how you have fun, and issues surrounding how you manage your ego are now coming up for inspection. By the end of the transit, Saturn the teacher, okay? <laughs> so you're coming up for inspection or you're getting a test this summer, cancer. By the end of the transit, ideally, you will have a stronger sense of purpose and a reworked ego. Many people go through a period of reevaluation of their talents. That's fifth house. Saturn is transiting your fifth house when it's going through Scorpio. Um, and many of you cancers uh, will be going through a period of reevaluation of your talent with this transit, how um, they have perhaps, how you have perhaps wasted them to date, and how you can express your skills in a more practical, useful manner. Some of you might be turning your hobbies and pastimes into businesses, in your I'm breaking in here, but uh, you're with Saturn transiting your fifth house. You're taking your play, your romance, children around you. You're taking it more seriously. Okay, that's what this uh, interpretation is talking about. Um, it says that initially, no, let me pick it back up where I left off with turning your hobbies and pastimes into businesses. The fifth house is also associated with love and attention received from others, as well as romantic relationships or more casual love affairs. Issues you will face during this time include how deserving you are of special attention from others. Initially, you may feel unloved and perhaps somewhat neglected or ignored. As you learn these lessons of this transit, you should learn to love yourself and to take pride in yourself. Looking outside of yourself for ego strokes, whether through romance or other such applause, may prove to be fruitless. You will learn through the course of this transit to depend on yourself and to take pride in yourself for what you really are, not only how others see you. You will be less dependent on others for applause and ego stroking. Some of you... The fifth house also rules your own children, and more specifically, your first child. Some of you, Cancers, may be encountering difficulties with discipline or increased demands from children. The need for more discipline and organization when it comes to managing children may be in order now. might be learning those lessons, Cancer, uh, over the summer. Commitment or recommitment to time spent with and for children is a theme. Leo, Leo, uh, for you, Saturn's transit through Scorpio is bound to be a significant cycle for you. It marks a time of considerable inner reworking. In terms of outward signs of achievement, this transit may be one of the most unremarkable of all the Saturn transits. However, near the end of the transit, and certainly later than that, you will recognize this stage as a critical one in which you made some life-changing, personal and psychological advances and development. So, all she's saying is you may, you know, you may notice it later, but take heart that what you're intending and doing during these you know, precious moments over the summer uh, is is of great significance. I'll finish reading. During this cycle, you are working on solidifying your identity, exploring your roots. It's going through your fourth house, by the way. I'm picking up on all these keywords that she's using or whoever the author is, but they didn't actually say fourth house. I'll let you know that. They're describing the fourth house, the um, psychological, interpersonal, private house. Of your chart Um, During this cycle You are working on solidifying your identity Exploring your roots Where you came from So that when Saturn begins its transit Through the fifth house Years down the road You will be ready to differentiate yourself From others And embark on some important work On your ego For now, however You will face issues Surrounding your attachments to the past That's the fourth house also thing Is the past um, sometimes this manifests as literal reorganization of your home Your home, that's also a fourth house keyword. word Moving is not associated with this transit as it would if, for example, Uranus were the transiting planet as opposed to Saturn If moves are made over the summer, dear Leo, you might encounter some resistance in yourself to make that change This is, that's due to the Saturnian influence there This is not a time when you feel particularly brave in the outer world However, reorganization in your home And more importantly in your soul Embodies the true nature of this transit Many will go through a major spring cleaning inside. Limitations that came from early family conditioning will be brought to the fore. Responsibilities to family and to maintaining your home might be increased or more likely. Uh, Increased or more likely, you are more aware of them, your responsibilities to family and to maintaining your home, and how they are affecting your life. And possibly you are beginning to view these responsibilities as burdens. At first, there may be some frustration with your life to date and how you have limited your opportunities because of early conditioning. A feeling of being alone and unsupported in life may dominate the early stages of this transit. There may be some delays and slowdowns experienced in the areas of health, mobility, and career. As Saturn moves closer to the fifth house, and now she's okay. They're not explaining this, but the reason why they said that about there may be some delays and slowdowns experienced in the areas of health, mobility, and career is because if Saturn is transiting your fourth house, that means it's opposite. It's opposite house, the tenth house, the career house, is forming an aspect to that house as well. So that it plays in the interpretation, and she so graciously mentioned that. To to benefit you during this time as well Uh, I'll finish reading This is a strong period for Reorganizing and restructuring your Home life back on forth The goal should be to build Your sense of family, fourth house Security, fourth house And comfort, fourth house cancer Thing, okay That's the goal by the end of the summer for you Cancer, build your sense of family Security And comfort This can also be a strong time for your work. You can be especially determined to work hard. All right, Virgo, we are halfway through. Virgo is the sixth sign. Saturn is now transiting your solar third house, Virgo. Saturn is inspecting how you network with people around you and how you gain and disseminate information. A new kind of pressure is produced, one that centers around your skill set, mental output, and communication. You may feel pressure to produce ideas and to make them work. Dear Virgo, a certain somberness in your outlook may be characteristic of this phase, and it may be a time of worry. It may seem like acquaintances and sometimes siblings are blocking your growth in some manner. And these relationships may be strained as a result. Although you have a desire to make contacts, you are now rather preoccupied with learning and you may view idle chit-chat as a waste of time. Others might find you a tad distant or simply not as available as you used to be. Some shyness or stiffness is possible in your daily interactions. Positively, you are more able to come across as an authority in the work that you do or in your communication. You may feel an unusual pressure to structure your time and effort and to cut out communication that seems unnecessary. You may at times feel rather overwhelmed by such things as errands, red tape, paperwork, and other such day-to-day disruptions. As Saturn moves closer to your fourth house, there may be some uh, vague, actually, yeah. As Saturn moves closer to your fourth house, there may be some vague feeling of urgency and worry as if you sent some things in your life for closing. By the end of this transit, however, you will have ideally gained a greater depth of understanding, having spoke communication that you really can use to feel more effective in the world. This is a good time, Virgo, for organized learning in the form of taking courses and finding solid and useful ways to improve your skills. Lack of skills or proper training may be something you're focused on during this transit. You may also feel that you are not as effective in your communications, and it's a good idea to find ways to improve your communication skills. If you are involved in courses or other training programs, you might feel unsatisfied with these and you might desire more depth or stimulation. This can also be a strong period for communicating with children and with lovers, for marketing a skill or hobby, and for monetizing a communication process. All right, Virgo. Libra. Saturn's movement into the second house marks a new stage of taking stock of your effectiveness, self-worth, and finances. This stage of your life is a practical one. Financial success may not be remarkable during this period over the summer, yet it is generally steady if slow to come by. This transit has traditionally been associated with financial loss, but in truth, it is more about our perceptions. You are apt to review how effective you have been on a financial level to date and find some dissatisfaction with your progress during this time. In fact, gains may be slow, but sudden reversals are not common with this transit. The purpose of this transit is for you to make the connection between your own feelings of self-worth and what you produce in the real world or get back from the real world as a result of those feelings you have about what you're worth. As with all Saturn transits, at the outset, you might reach out and look for validation From the outside world and from others And find something lacking in so doing The initial sense of feeling unsupported Can be discouraging Many of us think on the lines of I work so hard and what do I get For all this hard work But as this transit progresses You learn to look inside of yourself With a newfound clarity and realism And ideally draw up Considerable strength from within You work on your effectiveness In the world and see exactly what has been holding you back from achieving the results you want. The challenge here is to capture the newly found and defined self-confidence you gained from the first transit and now apply it in the real world. You are worth something, Libra. You are worth something, and you deserve compensation for what you do. While you may not feel this right away, you are working towards a more responsible attitude towards making a living feeling secure, and feeling worthy. Use this transit over the summer for getting yourself onto solid financial ground. Make budget. Examine the ways you spend money. And eliminate wasteful practices and attitudes. If you've been living on credit, borrowing from your future, Saturn will make it known in some way that this attitude is unhealthy and these habits need to change. It's time to be more conservative with your money and feel good about doing so. This can be a good time for making significant home improvements, for investing in a home, and for organizing your domestic life. All right, Scorpio, it's your turn. We're going deep. (laughs) Saturn transiting Scorpio sign or rising sign. Here we go. Saturn is transiting your all-important first house. The first house rules are personal identity. During this transit, you concern yourself with how you come across to others on a personal level. Your physical body becomes a focus as well. It may be a time when you feel the weight of your age, or it is a time when you see your body quite clearly instead of seeing what you want to see. Oh, Scorpios, this is gonna be a very real summer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be able to put on the, the little stuff and get away with it because 'cause you'll be too clearly, too clearly seeing yourself <laughs> and your physical body for what you really are. So I just was throwing that in there. I'll finish reading. Sorry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As a result, It's an excellent time for beginning health regimens, diets, and the like, or live it, however you want to say it. Your outlook on life changes as you adopt a more serious, mature, and responsible attitude. In the beginning stages of this transit, you may feel lacking in self-confidence and frustrated with yourself. You might reach out to others in an attempt to validate yourself, looking for ways to boost your confidence. When these attempts fail, you may feel temporarily let down and discouraged. Rest assured that Saturn will rework these feelings, with your help, of course, until you reach a point as Saturn moves through the house where you have a stronger sense of self. This transit acts to transform your self-confidence in such a way that you question the source of your confidence to date and discover a more solid base for pulling up inner strength and thus true confidence. Saturn here acts to rip away the superficial. Illusions about the self, the body, and personal abilities will no longer be tolerated. You may no longer be comfortable with any superficial mannerisms that may have carried you to date. You might decide to slim down or simply your approach to the world and perhaps slim down your body as well. I hope I read that right. You might decide to slim down or simplify your approach to the world and perhaps slim down your body as well. The end result is a newfound identity and a realistic understanding of yourself. In terms of career and projects. outward signs of progress may not be as forthcoming, yet the work that you do during this transit over the summer, dear Scorpio, will lay a foundation for future success and progress. For example, some years ago, uh, a client of the blogger uh, began a hobby project during a Saturn transit to her first house, something that took up a lot of her time and energy and that yielded nothing in returns of immediate financial gain until later. In fact, this hobby turned into her career in the years to follow. This is also a very strong period, Scorpios, for communication and learning with Saturn, ruling your solar third house and Pluto in your third house, helping out Saturn. You can be more determined than ever to mental and communication projects, putting much work into these things, and you may be recognized as an authority on a matter. Okay? Sagittarius, my party sign. <laughs> Sagittarians are fun and fun signs, no matter what. <laughs> um, for uh, for Saturday, that's this my sun sign, by the way. So I've almost said us. So for us Sagittarians, uh, either be it the sun sign or the rising sign, ascendant. Contemplation of the meaning of your existence, your accomplishments. And your failures is the main focus with Saturn transiting your twelfth house. This transit marks the end of a cycle, which can most certainly bring with it a fair measure of confusion and discontent, especially at the beginning of the period. Saturn turns a critical eye to all that lies beneath the surface. That's a 12th word, the twelfth house keyword: things that lie beneath the surface and you are forced to do some serious spring cleaning of your psyche. During this transit, you face your own demons, the vague yet haunting fears that undermine you. We all have skeletons in our closet. What we don't always realize is that they can seriously undermine our happiness and well-being. Saturn sweeps through your closet, the 12th house, and demands that you take a hard look at what's been hiding there. Is this process uncomfortable? For some of us, it can be. But getting rid of outdated attachments and examining and discarding irrational fears, that's 12th house, keyword fears, is not only necessary for further growth and development, it's ultimately a huge relief. The 12th house in some ways is a dumping ground for things we have left undone. Saturn here wants us to sort through the junk and keep only those things that we truly need for future development. It can be rather lengthy and it can feel very slow, but if done properly, it can be most rewarding. You deal with endings, 12th house keyword, Rather than new beginnings during this transit As you let go of outdated attachments And unconsciously prepare yourself For Saturn's transit of the first half When you will work diligently on Reworking your individuality and personal identity You are somewhat introspective at this time And you might isolate yourself from others in some manner a process that tends to come naturally to Sagittarians. Health issues generally of a psychosomatic nature may come to the fore over the summer, okay? Sagittarius, Sagittarians and Sagittarius rising or ascendant. You may be attracted to alternate alternative ways of living and to self-study fields such as psychoanalysis. Money and income can benefit from your ability to employ strategy. Okay, almost done. We got we're at Capricorn. Hey, Capricorn, peace. You should be at a point where you know realistically what you are doing and where you are headed professionally. Okay, Capricorn, when Saturn transits the 11th house. Your personal goals and aspirations come under Saturn's scrutiny. How you fit in with others, your affiliations with people and groups, and your peers all become serious matters to you now. You might feel that your personal circle or your networks are superficial or unsatisfying at the beginning of the transit. You might feel alienated as you begin to see them for what they are worth or what they aren't worth. You might feel some disdain for the superficial workings of casual friendships and begin to feel uncomfortable and self-conscious about going through the motions, doing and saying the right things, and so forth. Alternatively, you might meet someone with whom you establish a serious friendship. This time, or you might become a member of a group or affiliation that you devote much of your time to over the summer. Enjoy that, Capricorn. <laughs> Weeding out what seems now to be superfluous social associations from your life is very likely at this time as you become more serious about what you want on a personal level from your life. Weeding out what seems now to be superfluous social associations from your life is very likely at this time As you become more serious about what you want on a personal level from your life Sorry, just wanted to make sure I read that right Capricorn, you might take a hard look at the role you play in others' lives And consider exactly what it is that satisfies you and contributes to your happiness beyond marriage, romance, career, religion, and so forth As Saturn moves further through the house and by the time the transit is over, you should have found ways to bring definition and articulation to your innermost wishes and hopes for your personal path. Friends or group affiliations these are 11th house keywords here, Capricorn, may seem more demanding of your time and energy now or you might feel stressed about how much you put into your social obligations. Alternatively, you might decide to contribute community in significant, tangible, and practical ways during this transit. With Saturn, your ruler, moving into a favorable relationship with Pluto, which is already in your sign, you can accomplish much, Capricorn. You are taking charge of your life, Capricorn Risings, Ascendant Sun. Friendships and group associations can be of great benefit as well. Two more to go, okay? Aquarius and Pisces and I'm going to just do a brief snippet on the, the last topic and I'll let y'all go I, I see y'all been on the line for a while and we making it through. It's, it's so good <laughs> Aquarius Ironically enough there is freedom in knowing some of our limitations and Saturn's transit through the 10th house teaches you exactly what that means By the time Saturn leaves this house, you will have learned where you stand in the world. Tenth house, that's the top of the chart. That is career, your public image and responsibility, public life and responsibility to the public. Um, This self-evaluation then offers you the freedom to appraise where you truly want to go in life, above and beyond your obligations or expectations imposed upon you now is your chance to build a secure foundation in your professional and or most public life. Your standing in society now comes under Saturn scrutiny. What it is exactly that you have been building now comes up for inspection. Some of you might be receiving recognition and career rewards at this time, while others might be feeling the weight of poor decisions in your career made to date Saturn's transit of the 10th house is an eye-opening one, a time when you are working hard, taking on your fair share of duties and responsibilities and either reaping some of the rewards of your hard work or facing the consequences of poor or weak choices. You become, perhaps painfully, aware of what you have and haven't accomplished today. You are now treated to a realistic look at what you have built and what you have achieved. You no longer view your place in the world, career, reputation, or standing in society with rose-colored glasses. You might initially feel exposed, publicly scrutinized, or under fire in your career. comes only as a result of a sudden rush of reality. And if the discomfort is great, it is only due to the fact that you have been holding on to false images of yourself. Just as a midlife crisis is experienced differently by different people, Saturn's transit of the 10th house holds different meaning for different people. That's something Astrology can help you figure out exactly where and what it's affecting. But it goes on to read, as Saturn progresses through the house, um, Aquarius, you begin to feel more secure in your ambitions. Okay, that's great news. Saturn, is once again, is hard work, but it's also the rewards that come from the hard work. So fear not. Last but not least, dear Pisces, self-improvement is what this Saturn cycle is about in your life. You are developing your ideals and your commitments as transiting Saturn makes its way through your ninth house. Ideals and spiritual goals, ninth house you that you may have taken for granted or worked with for many years suddenly seems superficial or not particularly useful anymore now that Saturn's transiting here. Perhaps your faith is tested in some way and you begin to feel more skeptical. Some of you might begin new studies as you unconsciously prepare for Saturn's next house transit. If you have been studying, you must be alert to the possibility that you might be questioning what it is exactly that you are working towards. Does this line of study match your true self? But most of you will be coming face-to-face with your self-defeating attitude. The ninth house has much to do with our outlook, our personal philosophy, our sense of adventure, and our confidence. It is also associated with our faith, hope, and vision. Although its attachment to such things as higher learning and travel might mean That a Saturn transit to this house will affect these things For most of you it is more about taking a closer look at And reassessing your attitude or general outlook on life Your faith or vision And your bravery or confidence for embarking on new adventures For venturing forth beyond the boundaries of your everyday existence Okay Pisces, that's what this summer is about for you the beginning of the transit, you may feel a little somber, skeptical, or disillusioned. The perhaps blind faith or optimism that may have carried you to date comes up for inspection. That's what Saturn transiting here is doing. Pisces, are your belief systems sound? What do they? What do you stand for? What kind of future are you working towards, and why? The spirit that drives you and motivates you to move out and beyond the everyday grind is now tested or questioned. By the end of the transit, you will have reworked your spirit and come face-to-face with what it is that truly and honestly offers you hope and optimism as well as that which fuels your drive, dear Pisces. Why you might begin by questioning yourself if you work hard at self-improvement you will be one step closer to knowing where you are headed and you will have rebuilt faith in yourself and your beliefs a shaky feeling that causes you to sputter and avoid risks will be placed will be replaced with a more mature attitude towards adventure and facing the unknown you learn to let go of self-defeating attitudes and beliefs that have been holding you back You recognize exactly where you have been overdoing your expectations, and you find new, more rewarding, and more honest-to-yourself ways to nurture faith, hope, and vision. The aim is for truth and wisdom, not only facts, information, and knowledge. Okay, dear Pisces, let me round this out for y'all. The Gemini New Moon is too juicy not to um, give y'all a quick synopsis on it. And then... Then then we're done, okay? All right. New moon in Gemini, real quick, it's happening on tomorrow, Tuesday morning, Central Standard Time, 9.06 in the morning, Gemini new moon, okay? The sun and the moon, when there's a new moon, the sun and the moon have linked up. They're conjunct. They're they're in the same area of space. They're sharing space right now in Gemini. Uh, a, a brief uh, information on the moon being in, in Gemini. Our basic instinct when the moon is in Gemini is to communicate, think, and learn under the influence of moon in Gemini. We are motivated by a desire for variety, Gemini keyword, and by an instinctive curiosity, another The moon in Gemini is lighthearted, breezy, and curious, but it can also be manifest as restless and fickle, okay? The moon in Gemini generally favors the following activities mental and communicative actions, and more than one activity at once reading, learning, letters and emails, errands, running errands, writing, teaching, making connections, and short trips. That's a brief um, description of what it means, what you can expect. When the moon is in Gemini The sun will also be in Gemini tomorrow morning A brief description of that is That this is a time which is, mar- is marked by a more intense focus The sun's been in Gemini for a while So this should be feel pretty familiar to hear A more intense focus on mental and communicative activity Than you may have ever experienced before it's a time of more involvement with other people, a time for gathering, gathering information, and a time when you're apt to be more on the go than ever. There's likely, because Gemini rules, the third house, that's like short trips, you know, uh, journeys within the United States or whatever country you live, journeys within your country. Um there is likely to be an emphasis on reading, writing, studying, and all forms of exchanging information with others in the years ahead, okay? So that's just info on what it means to have the moon in Gemini and the sun in Gemini. Now, on, t- on tomorrow morning, when, the- when they line up exactly, uh, the Taurus new moon cycle ends. We have the Taurus new moon. I did that show. You can go back. Um, that cycle ends, so it's no longer about to be a question of self-worth and values and all the things that are Taurus ruled. It's about to be a Gemini party, okay? <laughs> and so the Gemini new moon cycle begins until our new moon, okay? We are beginning. Let me let me make it really clear. This new moon in Gemini, and it it symbolizes it, it's a new energy. It's an, a fresh energy coming in. Okay, up until the next new moon, so we're literally beginning a brand new cycle. This reads: the new moon in Gemini cycle presents opportunities to commit to personal goals that express the positive energies of the sign of the twins. Gemini is the twins. It's time to improve our communication skills by listening to others, listening to others, and enjoying others' point of view rather than doggedly seeking to find that one elusive answer. This is a good cycle under which to reevaluate our communication and social skills. By questioning just how much we actually take in information. See, Gemini is about the gathering of the information and taking it in. So operating in this manner is gonna benefit you during this time, this new cycle, okay? Um just how much you say okay. This is a good cycle under which to reevaluate our communication and social skills by questioning just how much we actually take in information and communicate in a friendly, non-threatening manner. This is key. Gemini also rules small; it rules uh, elementary education and, and usefulness and youth and children. So the communication manner of a child is not abrasive; it's friendly; it's non-threatening. Okay. Keep that in mind with this potent Gemini energy, we have the chance to make important changes in our lives. This lunation is aligned with Mars, stimulating courage, but perhaps some impatience. The coming week is strong for new beginnings, and particularly those that require bravery or trailblazing if 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 your new moon intentions for the for this new moon in Gemini Involves something that requires Bravery or trailblazing You're on the right track I don't care what your sign is And if you happen to know what area of chart Of your natal chart it's hitting Or you want to contact us with help To find out You can you can make a, a more Focused, determined, specific Decision To utilize and employ Your bravery and trailblazing Nature in a particular area of life that uh it is is already working in, then you'll be once again a step ahead of game. so the moon phase the phase of the moon the sun and the moon are lining up in Gemini at twenty five degrees of gemini okay so um it's affecting people who who have in their natal chart personal planets and points. At around 25 to 28 degrees, they do that because even though it's at 25, if you go back about three degrees or go forward about three degrees, area of space that could definitely be getting lit up and hit up by this new moon in Gemini. Okay. Uh, So planet, uh, major seven planets, and then the the four cardinal points, your Ascendant, your IC, your DC, and your Midheaven, okay? Uh, the new Moon comes just in time as the energy of the Mercury retrograde um is being released, and so it's causing many of us still possible frustration, obsession, and impatience um the way we interconnect and how we communicate will be the key for a new beginnings, whatever your new moon and in Gemini intentions are, if you incorporate and consider. The way you interconnect with others and how you communicate with others, it'll be real key in in being made manifest in your experience and in your day-to-day life because you're working in tune with this energy. I'm hooking you up by telling you about it now. Uh, this energy is definitely a call to start something fresh. It's a new cycle, new moon in Gemini. Keep these Gemini, you know, this Gemini wisdom in mind as you move forward with your intentions over the the, the coming cycle and, and you enjoy it and report back to us about how it all went. So uh, the moon in Gemini also brings a time of messages and elasticity. People may feel very talkative and attentive This is a time to chase scholarly happiness and to take care of communication, both unwritten, verbal or however emotional, and inscribed, so written and unwritten. Uh, If you let new moons go by and you don't normally write down your intentions, don't do that this one. Whatever you do, write down something if you're going to employ the, the powerful Uh, Potential of this Gemini new moon Gemini rules writing Okay Only one you don't want to miss Like the twins That symbolize Gemini People may be able to see Both sides of a problem But they may also be Inconsistent and fidgety Unable to make up their mind Caution needs to be taken To avoid saying something In rush That will be grieved later That um, information that I just read, uh, starting with the way we interconnect and how we communicate uh, will be the key for New Beginnings while it transits these later degrees of Gemini um, all the way up to what I just read was from the CosmicPsychic.com. And then lastly, about the new moon in Gemini. Uh, It just reads that generally a new moon in Gemini brings opportunities to move forward with intentions relating to thinking, learning, and communicating. Make a resolution to have that difficult conversation. Uh, I would say definitely not before the new moon because the moon up until it's new is waning, and so it's not a good idea to initiate or do anything normally. With transits that are coming up I always tell you guys You know Get in on it early That's what I'm telling y'all About it early That's not the case When you're dealing with The new moon You have to wait Till the moon Is on the wax And it's only going to Start waxing After it's full So there's You know Knowing about it Ahead of time is great But as far as Initiating something I would wait Until tomorrow morning uh, six a.m. Central Standard Time That's Time of the new moon Anytime after that, go for it If you wake up late, you'll be good By the time you wake up to move forward In whatever intentions, new Energies you want to employ For this next cycle of new moon Gemini It says that Make a resolution To have that difficult conversation Set learning goals during this time Uh, Begin a Writing project utilize social media to spread the word about an event or social movement share ideas and learn from others these are all favorable activities to do during this time the energy of the and and what you do closest to the time of the actual new moon is has greater great weight and significance but really within the, the uh, week or two Uh, Up until the full moon where you kind of get to look and see how you're doing You'll be doing good if you're doing it Within these next two weeks Uh, The energy of the new moon in Gemini Is curious, restless, and excitable It's likely you won't be satisfied To sit at home in solitude uh, But will crave interaction And conversation here over the next month Your social skills will be enhanced and you will be more open to differing opinions. By honoring the desire of the new moon in Gemini to be out and about on the move, you will maximize the opportunities represented by the moon's connection to Mars, Jupiter, and Uranus. Be careful during this new moon in Gemini that you don't fall into the trap of playing devil's advocate for its own sake, as this could lead you into arguments and prevent you learning from others. Be conscious also of overthinking during this time or allowing your mind to become excessively busy. Take time to quiet the mind through meditation or other mindful practices. With Neptune now retrograde, you may find for a few days after the new moon that your thinking and communication are a little clouded. Indecision may be a challenge as your chattering mind makes it difficult to hear the quiet voice of your intuition. Misunderstandings may also occur in communication. Right brain activities such as drawing, crafts, and daydreaming are all helpful for tapping into retrograde Neptune's capacity to connect us back into an awareness of unity. Uh, That was from insideastrology.net. I know it went off into Neptune a little bit, but since it's you know, retrograding, stationing retrograde so close to the new moon, it definitely, I could see why this particular author thought it was worth mentioning. And that a good astrologer is looking at these outer planets and what they're doing in concert with um, what's going on with like the sun and the moon with this new moon and Gemini, also. So that you definitely want to hook up with somebody who's got a, a, a glimpse of the bigger picture when these, um, transits are happening like sun conjunct moon or new moon. Um, this new moon in Gemini will affect you most strongly if one or more of your natal planets is triggered. For example, the sun and new moon in Gemini, I was going to give you all a synopsis of what it's doing with me, but just obviously we're here going over almost, well, we started at three, yep, we're almost at the two-hour mark. Woo-hoo. <laughs> so uh, definitely didn't have time to do that, but Absolutely, to see if any of your natal planets are being triggered by this new moon in Gemini, contact Mama Dada Astrology, uh, Adrian at myastrologycoach.com, Mama Dada Astrology, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, but we can look at your birth chart, birth chart to see whether any planets fall at around 25 degrees of a mutable sign. Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, or Pisces, these planets will be challenged by the new moon. Natal planets at around 25 degrees of an air sign, Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius, will be positively activated by this new moon, okay? Also, we can look to see in which house the new moon in Gemini falls, and this will tell you the area of your life which will be affected, okay? And on the way out the door, I'll briefly mention that on Saturday, the 20th, Um, At 6.45 early Saturday morning at Central Standard Time, Saturn semi-squares Pluto, and that denotes possible power struggles, frustration, and manipulation are themes of this long-term transit. Confrontations lead us nowhere during this time. We may desire change but feel blocked by others or by circumstances. Persistence will pay off in the end, and the need to adjust our expectations becomes obvious. I'm pretty sure I got that from Cafe Astrology. I didn't write it down. Um, But then I just added in my own words that during this time Saturday, uh, I would say give or take maybe half a day on each side of Saturday. So maybe you'll feel this a little bit Friday evening or um, into Sunday morning. But I say choose to express your power in your own life first and foremost the only one blocking us is us our individual self adjust your expectations to aim primarily at your own self for success and achievement to be made evident and manifest